Welcome to the Local Homeschoolers Podcast, where you come for local resources and encouragement. We are a podcast local to Palm Beach County and Martin County. If you have a local alternative education resource or would like to share your homeschooling testimony, reach out to us at localhomeschoolers.com. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. During this episode, I have a local homeschool mom, Jashira, here to share her story with us. I hope you will be encouraged as she shares her homeschooling testimony with us today. So let's dive in. Hi, Jashira. Hi, how are you, Autumn? I'm great. Thank you for coming on today. Could you introduce yourself and share a little bit more about your family? Yes, absolutely. So my name is Jashira. I live in Palm Beach County. And my family, um, it's five of us total. I have three little ones, uh, age three, five, and 12. Um, and we are <laughs> we are rocking and rolling and bumping through every homeschool day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Yeah. And then, how, so how long have you been homeschooling? So we started homeschooling in the fall of 2019. So August 2019 was our kickoff. Um, and I started homeschooling my eldest at that time because my family at that time was four. We hadn't had our little girl yet. Um, <clears throat> she was on the way, but she wasn't here with us. And that's when we, we started Joshua, my oldest. <laughs> okay. And what was kind of, um, what was the decision or what led to that decision to homeschool him? Well, it's funny. So I, I honestly always wanted to homeschool. It was always on my heart. And I certainly, for me, I did feel that I was called to homeschool. I felt like that was something that was just always placed on my heart. I, we are a faith-based family. We, we have our, you know, our, our foundation of faith, if you will. And I always kind of just felt like God was calling me to do that for us. Um, I had different things going on in my life. And when Joshua was born, it was a different uh, set of circumstances and I couldn't do that right away. Um, but as he was heading into third grade, I was just, I was just overwhelmed by the fact that I felt like time was just flying and I couldn't keep shutting this down. I couldn't keep silencing this cry that I felt my heart um, just kind of really you know, trying to make very loud. And mm. so um, we jumped in and, um, it, you know, it was mostly me kind of pushing that mm. at the time. Um, but that was really kind of the impetus. But I have an older sis sister and she, um, she has 10 kids and she has been homeschooling all her children from the very beginning. She never once actually put them even into any school system. She homeschooled them the whole way through. And I remember um, there was one time that she was visiting and she had one of my older nieces at the time, she was already graduating high school. And Joshua, my son, he was about three years old. And I remember she was visiting with my dad and they were having conversation and just kind of having their time. And she kind of separated herself from their group and came to Joshua and knelt down and started playing with him and built at the time, like, there were big blocks like Lego blocks and she built a dinosaur out of these huge mega blocks, whatever. And I thought that was super impressive because I can't mm -hmm. build anything more than a tower. Um, and I just remember thinking that's so, that's so powerful that this 18 year old girl can find a connection with this three year old child and meet him in his world. Mm -hmm. And it, and, and then just bounce right back into adult conversation. And it, you didn't even see that like an awkwardness or you didn't see a, a difficulty. 
um, to be able to relate across the board. Um, and that really just struck me. So I remember thinking, you know, I would love to be able to do that, that my kids one day would be able to just relate across the board, to be able to kind of mm-hmm. see people and and just connect on the basic um, quality of being human and not necessarily that they only know how to connect because of either age or, you know, um, kind of being grouped together a certain way and, and having to what we call horizontal, you know, socialization. So I just thought that was really impressive. Um, and it stuck with me all those years later. And finally, I was able to jump in. That is such a great testimony to your sister, you know, just encouraging her children in that way. And so you had these examples. Um, did you have a lot of other homeschool families to look at and say, um, as examples for you jumping in? No, um, not not until I um, kind of decided that that year specifically we were going to go ahead and, and kind of pursue homeschooling. Up until that point, I didn't. She was actually the only family that I knew <laughs> that actually homeschooled. Um, I actually have a lot of educators in my family, so homeschooling wasn't really promoted. Um, if anything, it was discouraged. Um, and so, you know, um, I remember when we pivoted and we definitely, I kind of just said, this is what we're doing this year. And that's it. There was no, no budging. Um, I sought out homeschool families. So then at that point I did look to our faith community and there were a few homeschooling families in our church that I um, kind of pulled aside. And I remember um, being a part of a small group, a, a small group, a women's group. And one of the moms there, she homeschooled. She had four children and she talked about homeschooling. And I remember thinking, okay, God, this is a divine appointment because this is where I'm at right now. And I really need to dig in and figure out what I can do, or at least shed the fear and just kind of dive in, but get a little bit of guidance. And so that was the next homeschooling family (laughs) several years later. (laughs) And as far as what that looked like when you jumped in, how did that differ from Um, what you thought it might be, like the practical application of homeschooling for your family? What did that look like? You know, I thought, um, I guess because you build up the unknown so much in your mind, you you either make it very, very big or you make it very, very small. Um, But it tends to be in, or at least for me, it kind of lived in those extremes. So once I went and said, okay, this is what we're doing, I found that it was a lot easier to get started than what I thought it was. Um, the day-to-day certainly has changed over over the last four years, but the process of, you know, just getting information and looking for resources, going to um, conventions or conversations. I remember at that time, that particular homeschooling mom, she was just able to give me a lot of information. Mm-hmm. So, she advised me of like talks that we can go to. And there was a PEC, um, which is a local homeschool co-op in the Palm Beach County area. I think, yes, Palm Beach County area specifically. Um, They had like a convert, like a, not a convention of sorts, but they had like a, like a showcase or a homeschool Q and A. And they held it at the Wellington mall. I remember it was like this room all the way in the back um, in the middle area. And I, I, 
she told me about it and I went and I remember hearing some really great conversations and presenters and one of them is Cheryl. I always say her last name wrong, but it's Trasco or Trasco. Yes. Um, and she's a, a pretty audible voice in the Palm Beach area specifically, but I think she has experience throughout the, you know, throughout the state, um, works very closely with FPEA as well, another association. Um, but she had a convert, like she had a presentation there. So what it looked like for me was really just piecing together the steps. I'm very much a procedural person. I work, that's my mind. My mind works better with just like procedure just tell me one two three four and I can follow that um so at least just you know the practicality of you know withdrawing and starting you know choosing a curriculum or even do I choose what do I do do I unschool do I do I just take this month and breathe um that was kind of the question those were the questions I was asking myself and trying to answer but I found that I had I definitely thought it to be a lot harder than when I I just did it, you know, when I just decided to do um, as far as getting started. Yeah. And I think, like you said, those networking opportunities that we have, um, you, it sounds like you just took full opportunity of all of those. Um, and yes. what other type of resources did you start using or did you jump into? Was there anything or did you kind of unschool a little bit? So the first year I, I did, um, I kind of definitely fell into that mindset of, well, okay, I'm homeschooling, but I should have school at home. That was, I was in that place, right? Like, okay, I, I still need to justify, <laughs> right? Um, and at that point, since it was mostly me, I did feel the weight of expectation on my shoulders. Like I have to be able to prove that I could do this, mm -hmm. right? So, well, how do I do that? Well, the only other thing I have to compare it to is, a traditional schooling environment because mm -hmm. I was not homeschooled. Um, so I certainly kind of did the whole, okay, where, you know, what space of my home can I re um, repurpose to make it a quote unquote classroom? And do I get, you know, get a desk, get a chair, like the whole thing. I went, the, I went down that whole rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> but I, I do, I do like curriculum. I do like to have a curriculum, even if I don't finish it, even if I don't live and die by it, I do like to have a curriculum. Um, I wanted my son to still be able to hold books in his hands. So I jumped into going to the library. That was huge. Um, I think the library saved me so many times. Um, and just because, you know, I, I had my curriculum and we had chosen a curriculum and it was a very Charlotte Mason inspired curriculum. So I had to learn all about the different homeschool styles and, you know, unschooling Charlotte Mason unit studies, classical, et cetera. Um, really kind of scoured the internet. So any homeschooling blog, any Facebook homeschooling group, I think I am part of way too many. Um, but I, I was certainly eager to know what I didn't know, right? Because there was so much I didn't know. Um, but over time, I um, I really came to rely more on just organic ways of learning with my kids. So we would go to the museums. Um, obviously, following our homeschool kind of kickoff was COVID. So we had a really rich fall where I was able to take my son to the library, to the museum, um, just out and about the parks and looking at leaves and talking about the sun and then taking it back home and relating that to our curriculum. And then everything stopped at the beginning of 2020, um, well into 2020, but certainly those first six months, we started to like, 
halt. Um, but what we did was we relied on our curriculum, of course, and YouTube videos and instructional videos or virtual field trips at that time. Um, or when we just couldn't take being home anymore, we would get in the car and we would drive up and down A1A <laughs> in Palm Beach County. Um, and we would talk about the beach or we were talking about running or we would talk about the trees or we would talk, you know, if we saw a really cool building, we we're like, well, what that, what is that? And we would Google it and like, oh, that was made in this time. And, you know, but the car became our school because we, um, we could, <laughs> we could do that. And we had the flexibility of doing that. Um, but certainly I would say that I surrounded myself with a lot of other veteran homeschoolers, whether virtually or or by phone or whatever the case would be that the time allowed in that first year, given everything that came afterward, um, to feel supported and to feel encouraged, mm -hmm. especially because that first year, I was the only parent that really saw the value at that time. Um, so that was hard to manage as well. Yeah. And then once COVID happened, you continued to homeschool. And um, mm -hmm. how did the homeschool community change as, um, in your opinion, and how did that broaden your uh, friendships and just connections? In, well, in my opinion, uh, we certainly saw an influx, right, of parents wanting to homeschool. Um, I feel that during that time, uh, there was certainly a lot of uncertainty on all parts, but the homeschool community, at least it felt a little more steady and relaxed mm -hmm. to be fair um, because we had already established a rhythm with our kids and families where nothing really, nothing really changed um, as far as learning was concerned for the home, you know, truly homeschool community. Mm -hmm. um, and then with the influx of the parents that through COVID felt maybe encouraged that, oh my goodness, I, I could do this, you know, I, I could do this too. <laughs> um, then be able to, to widen um, just relationships and opportunity to, to have relationship with other parents and other families that maybe we would have never really been able to spend that time with because some of them were traditional schooling. So, you know, the time that you could nurture um, those conversations was very limited to just other schedules. Um, and being able to, I think, rally around this idea that there was so much more for our kids and for our relationship with our kids mm -hmm. than what we were settling for. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, specifically, at least for me in homeschooling and with COVID and all of those things, um, I was very grateful. I, I became instantly grateful for that choice simply because I knew that I could create a safe space for my kids mm -hmm. um, where they could still feel super eager and excited about learning and feel prepared for whatever was going to come down the road as it related to everything else, mm -hmm. right? Everything outside of our four walls um, because we were their voice and they didn't have to, um, there just wasn't this, anxiety mm -hmm. that was embedded into our day. Um, but I do think that the homeschool community, if anything, really flourished in that, in that there was a, 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 an ability to take a breath and relax. Mm -hmm. And then with the influx of new homeschoolers, share, you know, share so much um, richness of 
what to do, how to do what you're doing. And, and, oh, that, you know, that could actually, that works great for your, your environment. Maybe I can try it on and see if it works for mine. I mean, it just gives you so much more, you know, you just have so much more um, to be able to bounce off of each other and um, really see the village take place, which is really cool. That is great. I love how you um, talked about your researching homeschool and how you're flexible in that. I think that there's always something to learn. Um, we're not set in our ways kind of as homeschool families. And there's always something that you can learn from another person. And networking is very important for that. Um, Absolutely. Now, tell me about your schedule now that you have another student. Um, you have two that you're homeschooling. Is that correct? Um, two officially. And I say officially because, you know, I, I think at any age, kids are always learning. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, they're always observing. They're always kind of taking in information. I remember my background is in psychology. And um, I, I'll never forget one of the lectures of the many when I was going to school, um, a professor talking about how kids are statistical learners. And so they're constantly compiling data and just manipulating it to their world and applying it. And we don't realize this because we think, oh, well, they're, you know, at this moment, the most important thing to them is whether or not they like sweet potato. And it's not. There's so much more to what they're doing in their minds and how their minds are developing. Um, so my three-year-old is not officially homeschooling, but she's homeschooling. Um, so my three-year-old is always learning and she's observing her brothers and her, my five-year-old, who's obviously closest in age to her, they're two peas in a pod. So if he's learning a letter, she comes right behind him. And she's like, yes, that does this. And, you know, so they're all learning. But um, the schedule has changed slightly in the sense that my 12-year-old has certainly more of a robust day because he can, right? At this point, he can manage more content. He can man manage more information. So we have a little bit of a difference as it relates to how his days are truly assembled. My five-year-old, we will do certain things together. So we'll do devotional together in the morning. Um, we'll do their Bible study or apologetics um, together. And then they'll each do their core kind of on their own where they need to. So, you know, things like math. Obviously, my five-year-old um, isn't doing sixth grade math. But, <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe he could. I don't know. Maybe I'm underestimating. But he's not, according to me, that's for sure. Um, and then we'll come back together for things like history and science. Um, we'll try to read that together so that even though my sixth grader-ish, you know, my 12-year-old, he might expand on his reading by writing something or, or just narrating something, my five-year-old is absorbing that information by listening to it, right? Listening to how it's written, listening to um, that information, asking questions, um, things like that. And then we have free reading or family time. You know, we'll ride bikes or go outside to the backyard or when it's not too hot, which is not very often. Um, but that's kind of what our day looks like. We, I remember recently um, speaking about resources and researching podcasts have become so essential, so much so that my kids will ask me for them. They're like, mom, put that podcast on. Can we listen to that? So I love podcasts. They have been pivotal. Um, but there is this one podcast that I listen to, and I want to say it's verbatim, I believe it's the Read Aloud podcast, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's literally called the Read Aloud podcast. And um, she was talking about this in particular, like schedules. And she said, as many subjects as you can group together, group together. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to have to segregate 
your kids based on age or, or you know, um, quote unquote grade, you know, it's a little bit different in homeschool, but there's no reason to have to segregate some of the things that you can do together. So all of those reading subjects, history, science, et cetera, do them together, read them together so that A, it makes it easier for you, mama, but B, um, you're really cultivating that environment where the kids hold themselves accountable and learn together, um, you know, and, and, and embed kind of all of these different pathways of, of mentorship at an early age that you don't even realize. So I took that and I ran with it. I'm like, you know what? Yes, <laughs> that's right. And I do, I do take that same approach. Um, with two that I homeschool and plus my five-year-old who loves to just have, you know, that story time. So it incorporates the whole family there. So I really appreciate that advice. Um, what is another thing, like what's the most important piece of advice besides that? Cause that's really essential in managing uh, multiple children. What else could you offer someone who's looking to jump into homeschool this next year? I, if I could tell my four four years ago self, <laughs> um, first coming into homeschool something, it would be relax. <laughs> I would say, take a breath, relax. Um, I think as first time homeschoolers, and certainly when you have a lot of different influences and in how you yourself are educated or were educated, you want to bring all of that into your homeschool and you tend to want to do all the things. You want to do all the things. You want to get all the curriculum done. You want to finish every single last problem on every single page. You want to turn in a portfolio that basically has every single book or material from start to finish <laughs> so that there are no questions. And um, and I think that question in the back of the mind is simply you're, you're trying to answer or, or um, establish that you are enough. And I would say that the best piece of advice that I could say is if if you have birthed that child, you are enough. If that child is in your home and you have claimed them as your child, whether it's biology, adoption, fostering, whatever avenue, you are enough. You were chosen for that and that is enough. Um, and everything else that follows is just a blessing of extra. So they will learn what they have to learn and they will continue learning in spite of you, because they are going to grow and they're going to pursue their passions and their gifts and their talents. And you were there purposed to simply tell them that they could, that they had the ability. And how you do that, you know, if you want to teach them calculus, awesome. Your children were gifted to you to make the relationship rich, not necessarily the content of the facts and factoids of all the different subjects in the world that they're never going to learn under your care. They're going to do a lot of their learning outside of your house. It, and I think that's really important to understand that they're going to learn more outside of your home than what they've learned in your home. So then what they learn in your home needs to be foundational to everything else. Um, not, you know, not whether or not they can hammer out their times tables in under a minute. They need to know that they have value. They need to know that you genuinely enjoy their company, which means go have fun, <laughs> go, um, go get dirty, go build the forts, go, um, you know, go on the nature, nature hikes, go, go, go talk to them about the stars and the moon by actually going outside at night and showing them the stars and the moon. Um, 
you know, I think it's just, I would, I would just say, just relax, you know, take it, take it, take the beauty of the ability to be a parent and to be there in that moment and that space and really bask in it because everything else is extra. That is great. I love that. And like you said, in the beginning of this call, you know, you felt like time was, um, getting away with you, Mm -hmm. even when you had a third grader. Mm -hmm. And so we just cannot slow time down. Mm -hmm. But what we can do is we can add value to the times that we have with our children. So I really think that's an important piece of advice. So I thank you for that. The last thing I wanted to ask was, how has homeschooled impact your family life? But I kind of know you've kind of answered that a little bit. But Yes. And I think um, what I will say, which is, I think, really beautiful is we we happen to be a blended family. And so um, homeschooling for us in our particular space has really impacted it in that that particular quality has been really, really nourished. Um, My husband is now championing homeschool where before that wasn't necessarily the way it was. And that's okay. That's that's very, very common. Um, but now he champions homeschool because he's been able to spend so much more time with our kids. And as a family together, we've been able to kind of redeem a lot of lost time, um, really learning each other, learning who we are as a family unit, what our values truly are um, without, you know, without feeling like it's kind of rushed in a one and a half hour bedtime routine to just start the day over and the next day, you know, um, we've just really been able to, to have a family identity that I don't think we would have been able to have had we not had the opportunity to homeschool and, and, and continue in that. Um, and I say opportunity, but I will say opportunity slash choice. Um, I think homeschooling as an opportunity is always there. It could just look a little different for every family, depending on your circumstances. But I'm the choice to homeschool has impacted our family in that we are a family now, truly, um, as opposed to just a whole bunch of roommates that make it through for a few years. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, I'm really grateful for that. That's so great. Well, Jashira, thank you so much for sharing your testimony and your story. And I just know that it will impact the listeners that just need to feel that encouragement. So I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you very much, Autumn. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to the Local Homeschoolers podcast. If you would like more information about resources in the Palm Beach or Martin County area, please visit our website at localhomeschoolers.com.